1: Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray you're doing well. And um, we know that things are getting a bit rough out there with Russia and Ukraine and whatever our country is going to do, and might might even um, be the beginning of a third world war. So I just uh, want to encourage you, if I can, to um, make preparation. And don't be caught uh, the last minute without food provisions and water and um, and financial means and so forth. Um, Our Lord is our protector. Does that mean he won't let us be harmed physically? It does not mean that. One day we're going to die. It could be today. It could be 50 years from now. I think I told you I asked our Lord to let me live 500. So whenever it is, it is. But uh, people have often asked, how do I prepare for the, um, the tribulation or the third world war or the end of the world? How do I prepare for all that? And I would say the same way you should prepare today before you go to sleep tonight, because we never know. We never know that we have tomorrow. We should always be prepared to not wake up in the morning or to get uh, have an accident if God allows it during the day. We should always be prepared for heaven, uh, always be confessed. So, dear ones, um, it's the time to uh, have your provisions and um, study your faith and bring your family together. Uh, so that whatever happens and wherever you go, you'll be together and you'll know who you are and whose you are. That's what's so important, that you belong to God, that you're his family, which is why we are going through the wonderful book, Keep the Faith, by Canon Francis Ripley. And we just ended yesterday. Um, at the beginning of chapter five, which is on prayer, which we very much need. And people sometimes say, well, uh, I I don't know. I know prayers, but I don't know how to pray. Um, I understand that. And uh, Canon Ripley really helps us here. So uh, he asked first, I'll just go over the first few lines that we said yesterday. He says, what is prayer? Prayer is the raising of the mind and heart to God. That's all it is. And I'll add, when you talk to someone, a spouse, a child, a parent, a, a friend, uh, anyone, a stranger, you raise your heart and mind, really, to them. You you put yourself in a position of communicating with them, speaking with them, but also of hearing them. Um, and that's what we do with God. God is a person. He's a spirit, but he is also a person. And he hears us, Whether he, and he always answers, whether he answers what we want or not, uh, whether his uh, voice is silent or not. He's answering it. yes or no, or wait, or maybe, I don't know. But uh, I, I think I said to you once that um, some prayers of mine God didn't answer years ago, and I was desperate for them. And then years later, I got on my knees and thanked him for not answering them. He's a loving father who sent his son to die for us. We can trust his answers, even if we don't hear them or know what they are or see them. And so next, how how do we raise our mind and heart to God? And the answer is we raise our mind and heart to God by thinking of God, by adoring, by praising, by thanking him. And by begging of him all blessings for soul and body, it is simply to know that apart from him we can do nothing. Apart from him, dear ones, we have nothing. Excuse me one moment. If we know that we have all things from him and apart from him, we can absolutely do nothing. We can do a lot, but not for good and not for eternity without him. Not one thing. and the next question is do those pray well who at their prayers think neither of god nor of what they say let me repeat that do those pray well who at their prayers think neither of god or of what they say it seems like a funny question today if you're not to me if you're not thinking of god um how to whom are you praying And the answer is those who at their prayers think neither of God nor of what they say do not pray well, but they actually offend God if their distractions are willful. Our minds wander. My mind wanders a lot, I can tell you that. But I need to bring it back. If it's a willful, if I'm praying to God or think I am, and I willfully uh, change subjects in my head, and then it's an offense to God. It would be as if you're speaking to someone you love, someone who loves you, or even a stranger, and all of a sudden you, uh, you're talking to them and all of a sudden you turn away and do something else. What happened to that? What happened to your communication? Where'd you go? And then the next question is really important. There's so many prayers. Sometimes people get... And I don't know if you're listening on the radio and not watching Streamline. You may not know when I'm reading or when it's me, but um, I normally just comment through this book so we can um, we know that we have these these issues, these this humanity in common. <clears throat> I know when I entered the Catholic Church, there was a smorgasbord from evangelical pro- Protestants, and I think I told you I felt like a, a little child standing outside a candy store the size of a costco or a sam's a huge store with her nose pressed up against it but was candy was all candy and i i came to the catholic church and i felt like that little girl with her nose pressed up against the most giant candy store thinking it's all mine it's all mine i can't go through that candy store in a lifetime it's all mine i still feel that way And there's so many prayers. And there's so many. There's the prayer of the heart, of course, always. Um, and when is the prayer of heart appropriate? Whenever you have it. Whenever you have it. I prayed to God all day. Uh, all day. Uh, whatever happens in my heart. Lord, please help me. Holy Spirit, please help me to listen. Help me to understand. Help me to know what to say. But I say, how, how do you, all those devotions, how do you know what to do? Well, the best of all prayers, Canon Ripley says, is the Our Father, or otherwise called the Lord's Prayer. Who composed the Lord's Prayer? What's the answer? You know that. Who told the Lord's Prayer? Who gave it to the disciples? Jesus did. God Himself. Jesus Christ Himself composed the Lord's Prayer. Now, if we say the Lord's Prayer, <clears throat> I will. You can say it with me. Canon Ripley has. Um, uh, printed it in this book, um, and I always begin, you don't have to begin at the side of the cross, but it's, it's good to do that, to remind us that the one God to whom we pray is a triune God, a trinity, triunity, the triune God of Abraham, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Pray it with me, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from heaven. Uh, rather, deliver us from evil. Amen. <coughs> in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Every time I pray that prayer, which is... I'd have to see how many times I'd have to. I don't know how many times we pray the Our Father a day. Um, uh, I, I'd have to. I don't know. Twenty times a day, I may pray it. I don't know for the different different devotions and through the Rosary and uh, other things. Um, I didn't have to read it as I just did, but I didn't know how Canon Ripley produced it here. Um, But every time we pray, give us this day our daily bread. And that is our daily substantial bread. It means the Eucharist. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Doesn't end there. As we forgive those who trespass against us. As we forgive those. So if I have someone that has injured me, or sinned against me in any way, could be tiny, could be major, and I don't forgive them, then I'm asking God to not forgive me. I'm asking him to withhold forgiveness. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I'm asking God, I'm telling him how I want him to forgive me just as i forgive those who sin against me forgive me lord for sinning against you just as i forgive those who sin against me well if i don't forgive them i'm asking god to do the same don't forgive me it's very 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 important that we think about this and that we think through the prayer but what if what if what if they're not sorry well the scriptures say that god died for us while we were yet in our sin he didn't wait for us to be sorry he didn't wait for us to get our act together. He forgave us while we were yet in sin. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they did. When they nailed him to the cross, oh, yes, they knew what they did. They put the nails in him, They the hammer, they put him on, they knew. But no, he said, no, sin is blind. They knew they put me on the cross. But sin is blind. They didn't know what they do. Apostle Paul said, if we knew who he was, we would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So sin blinds us. There's the music for our break. Dear ones, you're welcome to call in. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, this is Joe McLean, host of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show. Weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross will keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and breaking news stories of the day. That's the Catholic Drive Time. Weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. We look forward to joining you on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. Praise be to Jesus. May God love you. Do you love listening to the Station of the Cross on your car radio, but sometimes find yourself driving outside the listening area? Never miss another minute of your favorite show. Download the iCatholic Radio app so you can listen anywhere in the world 24 hours a day. The iCatholic Radio app is available for your phone in the Apple Store or for your Android phone in Google Play. Visit thestationofthecross.com for more information. Bring many more people closer to our Lord by letting them know about Catholic radio. One of the simplest ways to promote Catholic radio is by displaying a bumper magnet on your car. Order your free bumper magnets at thestationofthecross.com. We'd be happy to send bumper magnets for your listening area so that others can come to know the Lord. That's thestationofthecross.com. Thank you for sharing Catholic radio on the road.
1: we still have three quarters of an hour to go, and I uh, neglected to tell you at the beginning that uh, we always now, from now on, are going to take calls the entire hour. And so if you have a question about what we're speaking about, or you have a question about what we're not speaking about, anything on your heart, feel free at any time to call in at the toll-free number, which again is one 5483 or email at mother at the station of the dot com and um we'll te- take your calls um and texts and um and emails during the program during the whole hour now <clears throat> we're speaking about the lord's prayer the best of all prayers composed composed by our lord jesus christ himself um And the question is in the Lord's Prayer, who is called our Father? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Who is called our Father? Who? Who is our Father? It's God. God is called our Father. He is our Father. He is our Father. Why is he called our Father? God is called our Father because He is the Father of all Christians whom He has made His children by holy baptism. So now, we are all created by God. We are all um, children of God in a, in a physical sense through creation. But if we are not born again by water and the Holy Spirit, as our Lord teaches Nicodemus in John chapter 3, then we're not His children spiritually. And uh, again, then we can't call him our father. He's our creator. But once we're baptized into Christ, we become his children. and original sin is washed away and he pours his life, his grace within us. And he becomes our father and we are his children. And we are born again because we are born first from our mother, our mother's womb, and we are born a second time. From above, to be born again is to be born from above, spiritually, and in order to be in heaven, we need to be born physically and spiritually and so Canon Ripley says our he's, God is called our Father because he is the Father of all Christians whom He has made his children by holy baptism, not apart from baptism, and again. Um, I I always recall the statement of St. Augustine who said, um, we are bound by the sacraments, but God is not. Can he save us? Can he make us his children outside of baptism? He can do what he wants, yes. But as far as we're concerned, there's no way to become a true child of God, a spiritual child, apart from baptism. There is the baptism also of of desire, If someone is on their way to the Catholic Church, they want to become Catholic and they die before they actually enter in, then they have the baptism of desire. There's also the baptism of blood. If someone dies um, a martyr um, uh, for Christ, not just is killed, not just is murdered, but for Christ, there is the baptism of blood. <clears throat> Is God also the Father of all mankind? God is also the Father of all mankind because he made them all and loves and preserves them all. So he's the Father of all Christians through baptism spiritually, but he's the Father of all mankind because he created all mankind and he loves every single soul. He hates sin. He loves the sinner and hates the sin so he's everyone's father god is the father of every created person but no one is his spiritual child who again is not born again of the spirit why do we say our father and not my father our father who art in heaven we don't say my father who is in heaven we say our father and not my father because being all brethren we are to pray not for ourselves only but also for all others, many, especially in America, we see ourselves as independent engines. Uh, we're we're just independent of everyone else, and uh, sometimes we're angry. We don't want to belong to the world. But God sees us all in Adam. Physically, we are brothers, and once we are baptized, we are all in the new Adam, who is Christ. We are. We are brothers and sisters of one another. When we say, hallowed be thy name, what do we pray for? Hallowed be thy name. Canon Ripley says, when we say, hallowed be thy name, we pray that God may be known, loved, and served by all his creatures, that his name be hallowed, that it be holy. Holy means to be set apart, to be consecrated. Thy his very name is hallowed. It's holy. And we pray that um, when his name is hallowed, um, hallowed be thy name. We're, we're, we're saying that his name is hallowed. We're also asking for it to be hallowed. Known, loved, and served by all his creatures. And what do we mean when we say thy kingdom come? What are we praying for? If we say, thy kingdom come, what are we praying for? We're praying for his kingdom. We pray that God may come and reign in the hearts of all by his grace in this world and bring us all hereafter to his heavenly kingdom. When Jesus came to earth, he came to set up a heavenly kingdom in the hearts of men. When he comes a second time, he will come to as the as the judge of the living and the dead and set up an earthly kingdom. But his first time he came as a lamb to take away sin, to set up the kingdom of God in our hearts. And the second, he will come as a reigning king. First as a lamb, then as a lion. First um, uh, to take away sin and next to judge the living and the dead. And when we say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, what are we praying for? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we say that, we pray that God may enable us, by his grace, to do his will in all things. As the blessed do in heaven, automatically we do his will in heaven. We don't want anything else. And beloved, if we wanted only God's will on earth, we would be happy we would be peaceful we would be fulfilled we would be fulfilled that we've spoken of god's will many times because god's will is my food god's will is my food and so um, i learned from saint francis de sales a very beautiful message he said if you want pure water pure water what difference is it to you if it's served to you in a clay cup or a golden chalice what's the difference you have what you want, which is pure water. And if he says, if you want God's will, what difference is it to you? If it's served in affliction or consolation, what's the difference? You have what you want, which is God's will. And to that I ask, but how do I know that I'm in God's will? And, I, and I, this is, again, my answer, but it's, it's just the way I put together things so I can get them. I need simplicity myself, but it's from the scriptures, the church teachers, the fathers, everybody. If I desire God's will above my every breath, not what I want, but what God wants for me or for others, then it's not that I'll have it one day. It's that I'm in it now. I may not know I'm in it, Because I don't see what I want, but I'm in it. Maybe God's preparing me for it. Maybe it'll take five years before he thinks I'm ready. But if I want his will above all others, then I'm in it. And if you say, but Mother, um, isn't there anything you really want? Yes, there are things I really want. Above all, I really want to love God. That's the thing I want the most. That's the thing I want the most. I want to please him. I want nothing more than that. But you say, well, look at the situation you're in here in Beloit, you know, the house you, you built in over eight months and spent all that money. You've been voted out of it, you told us. You're not, you're not in it now. What are you gonna do? Well, that's true. I'm also mindful, if any of you are listening, that that was the, through the donors, all of you, that that helped us financially to build that. And um, we uh, we hope to receive back every penny that um, that we put into that because there are certain responsible parties for the mix-up if you call it a mix-up. So um, we're not worried about it. We're not concerned, and um, and we are not going to lose your donations. Um, but if so, if you say, "Well, what do you want? What would you ask God for?" If God's will were your will, what would you ask Him? And I'd say, I'd ask Him for His will. But what if what you want is His will? I don't know that. I would just say, "Still, Lord, do Your will," because I'm a finite, stupid, little fallen creature who lo- who wants to love God. Um, God's infinite. He sent His Son for me. His love is greater than I can imagine. His will is is incredibly beyond anything I could think of. Why would I want what I want when if I leave it to God, it'll be infinitely better? That makes no sense. So I want His will. I don't have to know what it is. I just need to be in His will, and then I'm fine. We're coming up against a break, dear ones, and we have Lisa on the line. Lisa, hold on a moment if you can, and... Um, uh, during the break, you're all welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart. Uh, toll free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at cross dot com. Lisa, do you want to say hello? We might well might be interrupted by the break, but let's give it a start.
0: Hi. Yeah, that's
1: okay if we get interrupted. I'm calling with okay. Andrea, my daughter. You can say hi. 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 What's your name? (laughs) Andrea. Andrea. What a pretty name, Andrea. How old are you?
3: Six.
0: You're six. My mother is watching
1: (laughs) you. Your mother is watching me? Yeah, on the computer. On the computer. Okay. Are you watching me with your mother? Yeah. I wish I could see you too, sweetheart. I can hear you very well, but I can't see you like you can see me. Um, uh, are you in school today? No,
0: not today. She goes. She goes.
1: Oops. <laughs> she go, goes ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Three days a week. Three days a week. Andrea
0: goes three days
1: a week. Okay. Very good. So Where do you?
0: when go? she came with me, to listen to you.
1: Oh, isn't that fantastic? Well, I'm very honored. What's that? That's
0: playing
1: music. Oh, isn't that? I hear the music too, sweetheart. Hold on because that's our break music. We'll be right back after the break, okay? Hold, okay, on. Well, hold on, hold on, dear ones, and anyone else, you're welcome to call in also toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at com. God bless you. We'll be right back. Don't go away, Andrea.
3: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed that the world associates fanaticism with religion? But G.K. Chesterton says that the strangest fanaticism that fills our time is the fanatical hatred of morality, especially of Christian morality. It is the irreligious who are fanatical in their hatred of religion. They hate religion because religion is the only basis for morality. They hate morality because it is clear. And they prefer things to be vague. Vague to the point where they can call wrongs rights. But we cannot call something a right when it defies God's laws. We can only call it a sin because all rights come from God and God is not going to break his own laws. Neither should we. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, Chesterton.org. The Station
2: of the Cross appreciates the generosity of our supporters. We are committed to keeping our donors' accounts up to date. If there have been changes made to your payment information, please call us so that we can update your account. one 888 6279 extension 104 or update your information online at thestationofthecross.com. Thank you for your generous support of Catholic Radio. What you're offering and giving to me, you deserve to get back because you're offering more than I can give.
0: I learned so much through the station on the cross. I listen to the radio station daily, and I absolutely love it.
2: I was attending the chapel and places like that, and through your programs, I was able to find out how other Protestants had come back into the Catholic Church. God bless the Station of the Cross. Donate today at thestationofthecross.com
1: We have a full half hour ahead of us, and as I mentioned earlier, we're taking your calls during the entire hour now. So no matter what we're talking about, you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. It could be our subject, but the important thing is that it should be your, it not should be, but it can be your subject, even if it's not what we're speaking about. And again, the toll-free number to call or text is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three or email at mother at the station dot com. Um, we're on the line with Lisa and her six year old daughter Andrea. Are you still there? Yep. <clears throat> Hello, hi, Andrea. Hi, sweetheart. what do you study? What grade are you in now? What grade are you in? is school grade? And what are you studying right now? Yes, kindergarten, honey, good. And are you what are you learning now? What are you doing in kindergarten this week?
0: Um uh, a lot of stuff. You, what did you do yesterday? I dressed up as a saint. I dressed up as a saint.
1: You dressed up like a saint? Mm. Mm-hmm. You gotta tell me. Is that what who? you said? What saint? Um Saint Mother Mary. Who, who sweetheart? Mother mary saint, Mother mary. Mother mary, oh, how beautiful, sweetheart, Mother Mary, yes, and, she's the best and, she's the best and and one of my dollies was, was Bernadette and oh, how beautiful, I love Bernadette, how beautiful andrea um and um uh, mother mary gave birth to who who did mother mary give birth to a son jesus. you could tell again jesus. jesus oh i got it i got it i got it does he love you
3: mm-hmm.
1: does jesus love you do you love him
3: yep
1: yep who is he you gotta who him. is jesus
3: Oh, he's
1: a man. Who is Jesus, sweetheart? He's a man. Is he also God?
3: Yeah.
1: Is Jesus also God? Are you sure? Yes. Good. I'm sure, too. You're on the right team. Okay. God bless you. Lisa, did you wish to uh, um, say or ask or add anything before we take our next call?
0: Oh sure. I we, we I found you to be a great comfort. I, I uh I was consuming a lot of news and um you're you're very comforting uh through all of it. Especially this today is very good. Well, thank you thank you for what you do. Hold on. Hold uh, on Andre. Guess what? The day after tomorrow is my mother's birthday. <laughs>
1: Ooh! happy birthday. <laughs> I can't repeat her. <laughs> happy you. birthday. How beautiful. <laughs> happy birthday, Lisa. And we, we, you know, through Station of the Cross and LifeSite News, uh, the program goes out through all the world. So I'll ask everybody to say a prayer for Lisa on oh her birthday. Goodness. Beautiful, Andrea. God bless you. God bless you both. Okay okay yeah. say goodbye bye see you later alligator bye bye, bye. bye. see after a while crocodile okay <laughs> bye bye god bless you um uh okay we have a comment uh, someone uh, uh, sent in a note joanna on facebook would you please ask Mother if there are any plans to send anything out to the Oblates? I know there's just been so much going on. God bless you, Joanna, and all the Oblates. Um, we have Oblates of the Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, Benedictine Oblates, really all over the world. And um, I ask your forgiveness because we haven't been able to do anything except send out one newsletter to everybody, not a special one to the Oblates. The Oblates got that newsletter, but not an Oblate newsletter since we're in Beloit for the year. I, I can't apologize enough, but um, we do have plans to do that, yes. So um, as soon as I can, um, in fact, I'll let you know that I have a, I've purchased uh, oblate manuals not just the commentary for oblates but a specific manual that goes through all the steps of your um, religious um, uh, growth and and uh, ceremonies and all of that so I'm going to be offering that in the next newsletter and I, Joanna thanks for your patience and everybody else who's been so patient I truly apologize we just have been doing all we can to keep up um, and again, we have a, a, a comment from Ethel, and Ethel said, "I'd like Mother to tell us again about the photo behind uh, beside her. It's an interesting one. <clears throat> I hope you can see it. Um, it is, um, uh, of course, it's it's a, a version of the Pietà. Uh, it's our Mother." holding her son, who has just been taken down from the cross. Um, And someone gave that to me as a gift on my feast day last year. Um, And I asked her where she got it, and she said it was given to her as a gift by a friend. And so she's already contacted her friend to see if we could find out the origin of that really intense and beautiful picture. So um, hopefully Ethel um, we'll we'll have that soon. Um, I have an email from someone who writes in anonymously and asks: Is a, is a practicing Catholic allowed to disagree with anything the Church teaches, or would this mean they are not a true Catholic, despite them being baptized? Well. It has to be what the church teaches, the infallible teaching of the church, not simply what a pope says or a bishop says. It has to be the actual um, uh, deposit of faith, the actual teaching of the church. And for example, we'll take purgatory. That is an infallible doctrine. And so if someone says, I'm Catholic... Excuse me, I have to clear my throat. If someone says, I'm a Catholic... Um, but i don 't believe in purgatory, in fact, on my journey to the Catholic Church, I met uh, Catholics who um, told me straight out don 't worry about purgatory, the church doesn 't believe in it anymore. The church says, well, of course they were wrong um, so if you let 's say you don 't believe in purgatory, are you still a Catholic if you 've been baptized? The answer is yes, you are still a Catholic but you are a fallen away Catholic and you shouldn't call yourself Catholic because you've decided not to believe the church into which you were baptized. And you say, well, I believe the church. I don't believe that. I just don't believe that. Then you don't believe the church. The church is our mother. And what she teaches infallibly is binding on us to believe. If we don't believe it, then we should not call ourselves Catholic. There are baptized Catholics and will be baptized Catholics in hell. I hate to say it, but once we are baptized, we are sealed to the day of redemption. Nothing is going to undo our baptism. Uh, we can undo our salvation, but we're still marked as a child of God. And so if we turn away from God or his His true, infallible, inerrant teachings, we are turning away from salvation, but yet we are still sealed to the day of of redemption, And so are there baptized children of God in hell? Yes, there are. And it's shocking, but I took five years looking into the Catholic Church, and that's how I learned this, just reading the Bible. There are children of God in hell um, because they've turned from God by their own volition, by their own will. They've turned from God, and they died outside of a state of grace, and yet they were children of God. If we commit mortal sin, and if we die prior to, go to going to confession to receive absolution, forgiveness, then we will be in hell as children of God. So it's very, very important. Um, okay, um, uh, Vicky asks, um, Mother, why is the practice of communion by intention? that where the host is dipped into the precious blood why is it not more common does the church still permit this yes the church permits it but uh, my it's my understanding that a priest needs to get the bishop's permission to um, serve communion that way by intinction back in tulsa we had a very beautiful church Um, the pastor who uh, gave us communion by intinction. Very, very beautiful. But I believe that a, a pastor needs, that in the Eastern churches where the communion is valid is given by intinction. But in the West here, um, it is not, but it's it's still valid and it still happens. But I believe the priest needs, um, again, the permission of the bishop to do that. And why it's not done and I don't know. I don't know. Some people may be afraid COVID has something to do with it. I don't know. But um, but it can be done. Um, we, let's go back to our the Our Father and the section on prayer in This is the Faith. And again, you are welcome to call in with anything at all on your mind and heart 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at the station of the um, we're talking about the greatest prayer in the world given to us by god himself the our father or otherwise called the lord's prayer and we're down to the part give us this day our daily bread when we pray that what are we praying for and canon ripley says when we say give us this day our daily bread we pray that god may give us daily all that is necessary for our soul and body give us this day we're not asking for tomorrow or the future but every single day lord please give us what we need please supply all our needs for soul and body and when we say Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What are we praying for? Well, when we say that, we pray that God may forgive our sins as we forgive others the injuries they do to us. And, beloved, if you withhold forgiveness from anybody, anyone at all, the greatest criminal, anyone at all, then you're asking God to withhold forgiveness from you. And you say, no, I'm not. Well, yes, you are. If you say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, God will say, but you haven't forgiven that one. And you could say, yeah, I know, but they killed so-and-so, or they did this, or they destroyed my life. And God says, well, I can't forgive you until you forgive them. Because God forgave us while we were yet in our sin. And we need to forgive others as God has forgiven us. That's it. When there's no other motive, do they deserve it? No. Do we deserve it? No. We deserve hell. And God instead took that for us, took our sin on the cross, died for us in our place, rose from the dead to give life to all who will come to him. You must come to him. And you must come to him to have your sins forgiven. And you cannot have them forgiven if you haven't forgiven those who sin against you. When we say, lead us not into temptation, what are we praying for? We pray that God may give us grace not to yield to temptation. Lead us not into temptation. Will God lead us into temptation? No. Will he lead us there? He might. Actually, I shouldn't say that. He He sent a messenger of Satan to buffet Paul. He did that. He sent our Lord by the Holy Spirit After his baptism into the desert to be tempted by the devil, he may do that. We're asking him to lead us not into temptation, to give us the grace not to yield to temptation. That's what we're doing. That's what we're saying. There's the music for our final break, beloved. And again, our lines are wide open and you're welcome to call in even during the break with anything at all on your heart. Uh, toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com and we'll be right back. Affliction, Blessed, O Lord, be thy name forever. Who has permitted this affliction to come upon us? We cannot escape it, but must of necessity fly to thee to help us and turn it to our good. Lord, we are now in affliction.
0: Our souls are ill at ease, for we are much troubled with this present suffering. Let it please thee, O Lord, to deliver us, for poor wretches that we are. What can we do without thee? thy mighty hand can do all things
1: give us patience O Lord and strength and peace help us O God and we will not fear no matter how grievously we may be afflicted
0: O Lord thy will be done welcome be the will of God
1: sacred heart of Jesus we place our trust in thee amen beloved this is mother miriam many of you are familiar with mother miriam live but i wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the station of the cross such as the catholic current father robert mctaig discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m eastern you can listen anytime to the catholic current as a podcast on the iCatholic radio mobile app
3: Eugene IV, the 15th century during the Council of Florence, says this about communion. Through this sacrament, grace is increased among those who receive it worthily. In every effect that material food and drink accomplish on the corporal life, this, the sacrament does the same on the spiritual life. That's Sermons for Everyday
2: Living weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross.
1: Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment. We've got a little more than 10 minutes. And again, you're welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart. A toll free, one 511 5483 You can text as well at that number. as well, at that number, And um, you can email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. Just a note here that um, following Mother Miriam Live uh, today, uh, instead of Women of Grace, um, we're going to be joining EWTN, uh, with the friars at EWTN, for a holy hour in prayer for the Ukraine, in prayer for the safety of those people and the war taking place there. So um, I pray that many, many will join in that holy hour praying for those people. My, my own mother was born in the Ukraine. We're Russian, Russian Jews. And... Um, uh, I've never made it there. I've gone to Russia. I've gone to Vladivostok, far eastern Russia, but never been able to get to the Ukraine. Um, but uh, they're close to my heart um, because, again, uh, my own mother came from there. My dad was from Hungary. My mother from Ukraine. Um, Hung- Hungarian and Russian Jews both. So stay tuned next hour and, and pray with us if you can. Um. um we have an email from Betsy, who says, um, I had donated last year, but am unsure about your present situation with regard to where you are located and the status of the construction. Your loving voice calms my spirit, Mother. Thank you. Well, thank you, Betsy. Um, I, this is an awkward thing to announce, and I've I've announced it in response to questions, but... Um, uh, last month, in January, there was a town meeting here in Beloit, and we were really shocked out of our minds uh, to learn that we were we were there. At the town meeting, we were asked to come. Uh, it was about our house, and apparently we are in a an area, a little residential area that is strictly residential and had some form of covenant, and only single families could be in there and um, somehow rumors went around that we were a group home taking in troubled women and children so we helped them to understand we're only a religious community, we will help troubled women and children, we'll help anybody but that it's strictly a religious community Um, but we we built it for 13 sisters and um, we cannot have more than four in there if we're not a, a true single family so um basically they voted us out we came home absolutely shocked um and it's we've explored every resolution and there doesn't seem to be a resolution uh without our suing so the court can make a determination i can't stand the thought of suing anybody but if we don't we are out three quarters of a million dollars which is All of your donations, many donors, uh, that includes the purchase price of the home. So it would be very simply solved if there's someone out there that um, can spend three quarters of a million on a 6,000 square foot house with two floors um, that has 13 bedrooms. And if it's not a big family with a dozen children, uh, we can ask our construction fellow to take out the wall between bedrooms um, because our cells are just 8 by 10. They're quite small. um, And take out the middle wall, and you'll have a 16 by 10, six bedrooms, or whatever you wish. Uh, So much has been done. Um, We would have been ready to move in this month, the very latest next. So that's the sad situation. But we know that God works all things together for good. So we don't. We cannot lose. We will not lose our donors' money. God will make, work out a solution. We'll either be able to go in the house, or um, we, we'll have to sue to have that money back, and then see what where God would have us buy or build. So that's the situation, Betsy. I'm I'm sorry for it, but truly, if someone can come. And, uh, you, and you want that house. It's beautiful with little land around it. It's truly, really stone-like, beautiful. Um, and you, um, new, new windows, egress windows throughout the basement, just very beautiful. Two fireplaces, one upstairs, one down. Uh, <clears throat> so if somebody would like that house, you can't quite spend three-quarters of a million, but you can at least maybe a good chunk of it, maybe at least half a million, um, uh then uh, give me a call here. Write to um, through the station of the cross, or you can write at mail m a i l at mother of israel's hope dot org. Mail m a i l at mother of israel's hope dot org. I know there are people who would love to move to Beloit. It's the most beautiful little town. I just happened to hit one section there that. Um, Uh, where it's just a little bit different, uh, I guess, uh, for different reasons. um, It's truly a beautiful town, and many families are moving here. The school attached to the church is truly wonderful and truly Catholic. So um, just email me uh, if if you uh, have a solution or you would like to see what you could do to have that house with your family. That would be great, Then I don't have to sue anybody, I don't have to worry about getting our donors' mother money back, and, and we'll be able to go on and, and buy or build something new. Okay, Betsy, God bless you. And um, I appreciate the question. I did announce this once before, and I've had several emails from people who have written me about empty monasteries or convents or land in different cities. Um, but if we, if we move, if we were to move from Beloit, um, we, we would um, um, the situation I think, would be very different. So God bless all of you uh, for your love. Uh, let me just um, end this little section before we, before we close our program on prayer. Uh, Canon Ripley says, "When we say deliver us from evil, what are we praying for? We are praying that God may free us from all evil, both of soul and body. And actually, the actual Greek on that says, deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. And so when we pray, deliver us from evil, God will do that. He says, intelligent men recognize the sovereignty and absolute dominion of God and their dependence on him. It is in prayer that this recognition is shown in practice. To pray is a universal instinct of the human race. It is. It is. We know we're made, Romans 119, we're made with the very knowledge of God built into us. And so we, we know there's a creator. We know that there's a superior being of some sort. We know that instinctively because it's built into us. The desire to raise up the mind and heart to God is found even among pagan peoples who have only the vaguest conception of God, again, because in creating us, God has put the knowledge of himself, that he exists, right within our hearts. Those who ridicule, ridicule prayer ridicule one of the deepest instincts of human nature. A little baby instinctually uh, clings to its mom looks to its mom for everything. And Papa too, but Papa, you take a little backseat a little bit for, most, for a newborn baby who especially if they're hungry and they breastfeed and, and cling to their mother because they've been in their mother's womb nine months and they know her voice and they know her sense uh, they're one flesh and blood with her um, and it's it's normal for them to cry Mama uh, cry when they have it's normal they raise their heart and voice to the one from whom they came and so it's as natural for us christians or not to raise our hearts to the god who created us there's the music for our break beloved uh god willing we'll be with you tomorrow um, and we'll continue this and take more of your calls and your emails and your text god bless you love god with all your heart And prepare for whatever's happening or could happen with this awful war in Ukraine. And stay tuned for the Holy Hour with the Friars of EWTN. God bless you.